you've interviewed all these presidents, including Obama. That's something I never got to do. And so you have a perspective unlike a lot of other people. Do you agree with my analysis? John McCain, Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush are treated one way in life and then bludgeoned, uh, uh, you know, then praised when they die. But not a nice thing was ever said before. Yeah, I mean, I think we can focus in on McCain and uh, and uh, Bush the Elder because that's very recent. You know, last night on uh, BillOReilly.com, where I do analysis every evening, I read the two letters that uh, President Bush the Elder sent me um, with the caveat that I was not to make them public until he passed. And one of them is about press bias. And this was written to me on December 8, 2007. I'm just going to quote a paragraph. He goes, Dear Bill, first, I agree with you about national press bias. There are, of course, exceptions, but for the most part, I think there's clear favoritism for the liberals and for the Democrats. Of course, I may be biased because some, like the New York Times, they are the worst. Mercilessly hammer the president, my son, all the time, and I don't like it. You ask about 88, 92. I felt I got much fairer treatment in 88 than in 92. I don't recall any advice on dealing with the press from my friend Ronald Reagan. And he goes on that he wasn't treated fairly and neither was his son. But now, um, in an effort, and it's pretty transparent, to diminish President Trump, they're saying good things about Bush, like, well, we didn't really like him then, but at least he was civil, and now look what we have. Um, interesting on the Behar front, as you know, uh, when I was on The View a few years ago, Behar and Whoopi Goldberg walked off the show. By the way, that was, was one of the, that was one of the greatest moments in The View's <laughs> history. <laughs> Which was great for me. I just took the show over. I thought Barbara Walters was going to have a heart attack. But I think, I think Behar may leave that show, may, may quit, because she's basically now descended into the world of hatred. She's not a pundit. She's not a comedian. She's not a hostess. She's a hater. And um, I think that, you know, Meghan McCain um, called her out pretty effectively and said, listen, we're here to talk about a great man, President Bush the Elder, and all you want to do is use his passing to bash Donald Trump. And I, I don't want to sit for it. I don't want to hear it. That was pretty strong for Meghan McCain. And, and Behar had no comeback other than, well, I want to talk about this. You know, it was like everybody going, you know what? Enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg, who I happen to like. Uh, yeah, I do, too. She's not she's, in the same. No, I mean, she just, uh, she just got out of there. She, you can. Yeah. See no, no. I will uh, we'll take a quick break. A yeah. Quick. Oh, a break. Right. Get out. <laughs> she knew that, that Armageddon was about to happen. Yeah. But look, I don't watch that show. Neither do you. Neither, and nobody listens to us watches it. It's just clips on the Internet that we see. It's it's a hate fest now. Uh, it's it, well, you know, it's amazing, too. And a lot of people don't know this. You're like a savant when it comes to television numbers and ratings. And um, I, I don't have the knowledge and ratings and analysis in my mind that you do. And uh, what one thing that surprises people when I was having that big fight with Jimmy Kimmel, a Twitter fight, my last one, I kind of put it away after that. And he ended up apologizing because I was hitting him so hard. But, you know, Howard Stern, I heard him comment on it. And he was being fair and he's best friends with Jimmy Kimmel. And I'm fine with that. But he said, uh, why is Kimmel responding to Hannity, a cable guy? Probably Hannity wants to be on the broadcast. And I'm like, my ratings are twice as high as his. What yeah, are you, you talking about? Twice as many, and with radio, it's three times. Well, Kimmel lost that, and, and, and it's not about ideology. It, it's about look. 
Americans, when they, when they are listening to a media person, no matter who it is, they will tolerate an enormous amount of BS, but they don't want you to be unfair. That is the real, if you look at the cable news ratings, the, the people who succeed over time, they might be conservative, they might be liberal, but they're genuinely perceived as being fair. It's the haters who go down mm-hmm. in flames. And Kimmel came across as nasty. And, you know, I know Kimmel. And that was to the first lady. Time. Yeah. And, he, you know, in person. Do you like him? I mean, is he a good guy? I don't know the guy. I, I like him. I have to say I like him. But I thought, I think what's happened to him. And now his, Colbert. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's running third uh, and late night. And all their numbers have collapsed, by the way. You, on a daily basis on FNC, beat all of them. Okay, so late night's not what it used to be. But, but the what, networks what aren't built up. My point is that these networks, daytime, get nothing. It's, it's, no, I, it's I'm looking changing, at the numbers. It's a changing world, that's for sure. Yeah. But Kimmel lost because it was perceived by the regular people that he was basically being nasty, unnecessarily nasty. So Melania. If you're to play that game, you're only mm. going to get the ideologues, and it's not enough late night. And that, that, honestly, the only reason I engaged, I thought it was so over the line, cruel, mean, mean and Melania was just reading a book to children. Right. And he just was and mocking her. That, and, absolutely. They don't want, they, the American public, don't want Melania Trump dragged into this mess and mm-hmm. disparaged. I got to take a quick break. We'll come back more with uh, Bill O'Reilly, his book, Killing the uh, SS. <laughs> All right, as we continue, Bill O'Reilly, his uh, number one New York Times bestseller, Killing the SS, uh, continues with us. I've always said, people ask me, well, is there anything about Obama you like? And I'm like, well, yeah, I think he seems like a really good dad. I, I think he's wrong. Um, I-, I vehemently disagree with his policies, but he seems to have a nice demeanor about him at times. He he had a very powerful presence on the campaign trail. Looking back now, there was John McCain and... He didn't have a shot in 2008. What did you think of him? Okay. I spent some time with him, and I saw Michelle Obama be very kind to people while she didn't even know I was watching her. And she was very kind to my daughter, my young daughter at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, President Obama himself is not a hater. Um, he is a true believer. How he sees the world is different from how you see it and how I see it. But he doesn't hate us. And when my interactions with him were always respectful, we found common ground on the uh, Brothers Keeper situation, mentoring inner city black males. And I helped him a lot on that. And he was very respectful to me. I have no beef at all about Barack Obama, the man. And on policy, we gave him eight years. We, the country, gave him eight years. Yeah, it didn't turn out well. No. Economically... And foreign policy-wise, it did not. However, he respected the office. The White House ran effectively. It's just that the policies did not work. You know, politics. You know, you and I, you're more, um, I am a conservative. And people often say, well, why are you a conservative? And, for example, we're talking about George H.W. Bush and the Reagan years. And Reagan was decimated by the media, as was 41 and 43, as is now 45, because they're so left wing in their abusive and biased nature and et cetera. 
But the reason is simple, Bill, is that we went from adding 13 million Americans in the Obama years to food stamps and 8 million more Americans in poverty and the lowest labor participation rate. Now we have a million more jobs available than people are on unemployment. We created four and a half million new jobs, 400,000 in manufacturing alone, which Obama said weren't coming back. And, you know, you add to that eight million Americans out of poverty and off of food stamps. And Trump's been president less than two years. And for me, anybody that's in politics ought to be serving. You used to call them the folks. They need to serve. I call them the forgotten men and women that deserve freedom and hope and opportunity and a ladder to success. Hey, what are you doing? I mean, you're actually citing facts. That's not what it's all about. It's all about emotion. It's all about emotion. How dare I cite a fact, O'Reilly? What's up with that? That's right. That's right. So the conservative, traditional American uh, tends to be self-reliant. You would agree with that, right? Agree. It tends to see the world as a place that has to be challenged. You have to work hard. You have to obey the rules, get educated. You better pay your taxes. Yeah. You got to shout succeed. The liberal mind isn't like that. Let me. I got. I got to run, and I'm not trying to cut you short here. No, um, I understand. These, I understand. these two we'll letters. Get, we'll, we'll they, these two. I want to ask you a question. These two letters you have. Are you posting yeah. them on your website? Yeah, you I'm said post them on a website tonight on BillOReilly.com. I also mm-hmm. have a, a letter he wrote about Dan Rather. He doesn't like Dan. Or no, I, showed, like. I showed that last night. <laughs> that was a great moment for George H. W. Bush. I know. All right, Bill O'Reilly's really book is called. You me in, Sean. Very. Uh, kind thank of you. you appreciate you. Will you please take back that slot, please? Uh, you know, you let us down. You let the folks down, Bill. Come on. We'll be number one again. We'll storm it.